0: I could not believe all of the focus I had shifted from negativity and sadness to positivity and optimism fucking worked, you guys. Manifestation was and is real. Welcome back to Ventilation Uncensored, you guys. This is Caitlin Rose. So today I wanted to do a little recap to my first episode if you guys missed the introduction. My podcast, Ventilation Uncensored, is going to be a podcast where you all can freely and openly vent and discuss whatever life experiences you're going through. I am here, and I am ready to listen with an open ear, open ears, and offer my support and feedback. But what I did not mention in my introduction, and completely forgot to, is that the show will also have um, a segment each week called Vent of the Week where I will be reading one or two of your guys' submissions. So I'll be sharing one of your stories. There's no really, no, no rules at all about what you can submit. Um, I just want to encourage you all to open up about whatever it is that's bothering you or whatever it is that's bringing you guys joy. Just let it all out, you know? And then sharing your guys' stories, you're not only getting them out and off your chest, but you're getting them out to the universe. And in the universe, you guys, there are many, many people struggling with the same exact issue. Some of them too embarrassed to talk about these issues. Some of them have no one to talk to about these issues. And so as they listen to your story and can relate to it, they will find comfort in knowing that they're not alone and that it's not only happening to them. I just want to make a side note really quick. You guys, this whole podcast thing and recording myself trying to talk to you all with no faces has been quite the experience itself. So bear with me as I get more and more comfortable doing it. Episodes will get better. I promise. All right, now that we're all caught up, um, for today's episode, I wanted to share a personal story of mine to start us off. A personal story I feel many of you women out there will be able to relate to. Let's call it the year my name and my whole identity changed to mama. Ever since I was a little girl, I have always, always dreamed of and thought I was meant to be a mama, like it was my life's sole purpose, why I was put here on this planet. I thought I would at least have three or four kids by the time I was 28. But, um, yeah, that didn't happen. You guys can imagine the confusion and the pain and the sadness I felt by the time I hit 30 and still didn't have those children that I had glued to many, many of my vision boards. After multiple negative pregnancy tests, I was on the verge of giving up. You guys, it seemed like no matter what I did, my body just could not produce a child. I felt like I was facing a never-ending battle, and it was really taking a toll on my mental and my emotional well-being. But then... One day, something changed. I had, like, an aha moment and remembered how powerful and how real the power of manifestation was and is. I had always been a firm believer in the power of manifestation. And so in that aha moment, I realized I hadn't been, like, 100% committed to the whole process. And I needed to dust off the cobwebs and shit. But I was a little skeptical when I first thought about it. How could just thinking positively change my physical reality, you know? Like... Am I, how can manifesting bring me a baby, an actual baby? But with nothing else working, I was ready to give anything a shot. And so I gave it everything I had. I started watching YouTube videos, listening to manifestation podcasts, researching crystals that increased and helped with fertility. Some nights I even slept with crystals in my underwear, you guys. (laughs) No joke, thinking it would strengthen their powers. But I also started visualizing myself as a mom holding my newborn baby in my arms, I'd close my eyes and imagine the feeling of their soft skin against mine and that overwhelming love and joy that would fill my heart. I also was telling myself positive affirmations and mantras, repeating phrases like, I am capable of having a child. I am meeting my baby this year. I am holding my baby this year. And then one day an email popped up on my phone about a Harvard study that had been done with these binarial beats. They were supposed to help train your brain to continue manifesting while you slept. I, you guys, Fully committed to this process, bought them, and began listening to them that night. And at first, it was pretty challenging to stay positive with all the thoughts of doubt and fear that were consuming me. Eventually, I noticed a shift in my mindset. I started to truly believe that I would overcome this obstacle and become a mother. And as my mindset shifted, I also started noticing changes. Changes in my body. I was healthier. I felt it. My spontaneous periods had leveled out and were on an actual schedule. Like, that was the first time that had happened in, I don't even... I mean, forever. My periods were never on a schedule. They were always so up and down. My skin was glowing. I think two or three weeks went by and there were no noticeable signs. Nothing like slapping me in the face, telling me, you're about to be pregnant, bitch. (laughs) But it was in that moment, you guys, that I surrendered all of my sadness, all of the pain, and all of the hurt and disappointment that I was feeling, and finally felt at peace for the first time in a long, long time. It became apparent And obvious that the universe had other plans for me, and I was okay with it. Not even kidding you guys when I say this, the very next day after having this moment of clarity or this epiphany, I was getting back from the grocery store, and I was, as I was putting groceries away, Josh looked at me and said, what the fuck? You're fucking pregnant. I looked at him with a stupid look on my face and said, um, no, I'm broken, remember? He said, nope, I can see it. You've got this sparkle in your eyes, and you're literally glowing. I would bet money that you're pregnant. I laughed at him like he was absolutely batshit and went about life. What you guys don't know is that Josh already had four kids from his previous marriage and was absolutely done, in quotes, having kids, and I really was so grateful that the universe gave me those four amazing, beautiful bonus children, making me a bonus mama, so I wasn't not a mom. I was just... I didn't have my own little creation, but yeah. Yeah. Not to mention I had an amazing relationship, friendship actually, with their mother, Josh's ex-wife, but I will save that story for another time. All right, um, I'm getting off track. (laughs) Oh yeah, so even though Josh knew I wanted nothing more than to have our own little creation together, he seemed pretty confident that he didn't have anything to worry about and was obviously also convinced I was unable to produce children, if you know what I mean anyways i wasn't late for my period at that time he called me out so i didn't even really think twice about it until about a week later i realized oh shit i am now actually late for my period did that fucker be right no 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 fucking way but i ordered eight pregnancy tests anyways you know for shits and giggles when the test arrived i bolted to the bathroom to take the first test And, you guys, as I walked back into the bathroom, this intense, different feeling rushed through my body. I picked up the test. It felt like my hands were vibrating. They were shaking so bad. And I immediately dropped the test right back down. And my jaw dropped. I was fucking pregnant. First thoughts, you guys. How the fuck did he know that? And how did I not? What is he, some sort of pregnancy reader? Way too much experience under his belt. (laughs) And then my thoughts shifted to, holy shit. I'm actually pregnant. My whole body filled with nerves and anxiety, every inch of me. I had wanted this and waited for this for so long, and now that it was really happening, was I even ready for it? Am I going to be a good mom, I thought? Can I do this? I was ecstatic at the same time, obviously, but in the back of my mind, I couldn't help but feel doubt and feel fear. I kept thinking this had to be a mistake, a false positive. Or a dream. A dream I was going to wake up from and realize none of it was actually true. I am going to give Coco shit for this when she joins us later, but I texted her this cute little pregnancy announcement of a onesie that said something like, Sweater weather and baby kicks, here comes baby Southwick, or some shit like that. She called me so excited, and then something changed in her voice as she told me how she was excited for me. But there's always a bet with that girl. I just want to tell you that this first 12 weeks is really scary, and things happen. Women suffer from miscarriages during this time of the pregnancy a lot, Caitlin, so I am happy for you, but don't get too excited right now, not until you make it past these first 12 weeks. So if I wasn't already having a hard enough time convincing myself it was all real... I then had Courtney come in with the reality hammer on steroids, really hitting that nail on the head or whatever the fucking saying is. But on a real note, you guys, it's true. One in four women suffer from miscarriages during the first three months. And so having that in the back of my mind made getting excited for this journey really, really hard. And came week 12, and I was still pregnant. Yes, the day I turned for weeks week, something different took over. I swear. I was still so nervous about becoming a mom, but it was really happening I could not believe all of the focus I shifted from negativity and sadness to positivity and optimism fucking worked, you guys. Manifestation is and was and is and was and is (laughs) real. I finally felt like I was enough. Enough to have been chosen by this little tadpole. This little creation and they were going inside of me day by day. And today, I am the proud mother of a healthy and beautiful baby boy, Shiloh Buster. Looking back... I realized that my struggles with fertility were not just like um, a physical battle, but also a mental and emotional one. But through manifestation, I was able to overcome it and I welcomed the greatest gift of all you guys, motherhood. So to all you women out there experiencing similar challenges, I want to remind you guys to never give up hope and to always believe in the power of your thoughts and intentions. Miracles can and do happen and you are capable of achieving anything you set your mind to. I hope Listening to the story provided you guys with um, some comfort and some solace in knowing that you're not alone. All right, and without further ado, I would like to introduce and bring on my best friend Courtney, aka Coco, aka TT Coco, aka Soul Sister, Twin Flame, at times my better half, all of the things. Welcome to Ventilation Uncensored, Courtney. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Court. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm so excited to bring you on as my first guest to Ventilation Uncensored. Thanks for being here. Woohoo! Uncensored. You're my toughest critic. What are best ones for? Right? I know you're a busy mama running around doing all the mama things that mamas do. (laughs) Courtney is the proud mama
1: to a beautiful four-year-old boy, Broly. How is that sweet nephew of mine? Oh, he is good. He is a Tasmanian devil running around crazy, That boys, boys, her usual. (laughs) I loved him.
0: Here's a little background of mine and Courtney's friendship. We have been best friends for, shoot, as long as I can remember. I'm sure you guys can relate in finding that one friend that's like a part of you. She's definitely the ying to my yang. That's for sure. And before we became moms, you guys, we had some good times. We had a good <laughs> run being young, single girls. The stories about those times are endless. But again, we will save that segment for another episode. We're here to talk about being moms.
1: Ooh, so with that mother's. being
0: said, yeah, mamas. Mama. <laughs> with Mama. that being said, I wanted to bring you
1: on... Following the theme of the story that I shared earlier, motherhood, I did not think that I was ever gonna have kids, and I didn't really care if I did or not. It was a completely different feeling for me that I was completely shocked that you had a baby yourself as well. <laughs> I'm still shocked. I was like, what? I just had no idea the way it was gonna change for me. Like I thought I would still be who I was before, and it was just be, you know, now your's raising a little human with you but it's not it changes who you are like to the core it's crazy you look at the world differently I think it really opens your eyes to makes you be aware of like who you are and like now you having this little person copy everything you do and it's like oh my gosh sometimes I can be very annoying I think the whole journey through my pregnancy was so almost distracted like I wasn't really I couldn't really get past my myself at that point, I was still kind of oh, not my stretch marks or my eating right. Oh my God. Seriously. Amen to that, sister.
0: <laughs> that was like, I was the most fucking trying thing in the whole pregnancy for me. I was, we'd never realized how self centered and fucking vain
1: I was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I still wasn't there yet. Like, I was still just about myself. I wasn't really, I mean, it hit me like a ton of bricks, as it was When I actually, when he you know, came out of me, and I was like, oh my gosh this is a human I had a human like what (laughs) I think one of the biggest challenges is that like you know I never thought I'd be a boy mom like never never thought I'd be a boy mom still don't I'm like oh my gosh nothing but
0: like I always knew I'd be a boy mom I for surely knew that the universe could not handle two Caitlyn's that's for
1: damn sure yeah yeah see that yeah teenage girl scares me (laughs) like a baby girl yes oh my gosh I want all pink all cute you know matching outfits all of it and then it's like a boy and he's like (laughs) comes in the house you know muddy like completely drenched head to toe and just mud and just like look at me mom so cool (laughs) i'm
0: excited for that
1: yeah i remember oh my gosh this is such a boy story but i didn't know that boys get their little boyhood get Swollen in full <laughs> boners, baby boners, and I thought something was wrong. I was like, Oh no, it's like something's wrong with them. And it turns out it's just a little, little baby thing that happens when, like, wait, like baby a baby boner, boner, little baby boner. yeah. And I was like, Oh my yeah. god, I didn't know that. And I was ready to go to the doctor that day, and then, yeah, and it was like, Oh no, that's yeah. natural. I was like, Oh my god, I mean, I've had his doctor on dial with everything it was just like is this normal is this normal I didn't believe anybody either like I did not believe anyone said I was like you don't know you're not a professional right I know I'm like don't stop trying to tell me what is and what's not wrong with my baby I know you yeah. don't
0: <laughs> I shared the story of how Shiloh got here by the power of manifestation but now I kind of want to talk about what happens after your baby is born Because I will be completely honest, you guys, no one ever fucking prepared me for what happened after Charlotte came out of me. Like, I don't know if I was reading the wrong pregnancy books or talking to the wrong people, but what I expected (laughs) to happen versus actually happen could not have been further from each other.
1: I mean, pregnancy is totally different, so it's hard to even take anyone's advice.
0: Good piece of advice that I did hear from someone is that nothing goes as planned, so have zero expectations. Yeah, then don't even. Yeah, like why even make a pregnancy plan when I had to have Shiloh via C section with, I really have a choice. So my pregnancy plan went out the window, you know?
1: Did you have Broly via C section or did you do natural? I mean, uh, vaginal? The plan was, you know, naturally with no epidurals and completely all natural. And then <laughs> that went out the window. And I think two epidurals and we had a C section. And my, even I had to break my water. Nothing was. Nothing was natural about it. He was stubborn, as he is now. <laughs> and, you know, it all worked out in the end. He was a healthy baby. But, yeah, I mean, they, nobody ever prepares you for the aftermath of a C-section. Holy cow.
0: Literally, had I known the things that I know now after having a C-section, I would have done, like, I don't know. I would have tried so much
1: harder. I know that sounds silly, but I had no I idea. C-section is, like, the easy way out, you know? And, like, it's completely... If not equal to, like, harder than natural, because you have, like, you know your your stomach is like seven I layers are cut it. into. Yeah, seven layers, yeah. Like you have to heal that in the same spot that you're supposed to be holding your baby while you breastfeed, and your body's like still trying to produce milk and like heal and you know like put itself back together, all while healing seven layers of its own skin. that's like not normally. <laughs> yeah. I know. And
0: like literally, not only that, but like the, the aftermath of like your baby not getting that last push to the canal, that last push is so detrimental for babies. And had I known that, I would have tried harder. Like I said, Shiloh came out and he could not latch. First of all, he was having a hard time latching on to me. So we went to, or I went to pumping And he was still struggling with, like, bottles, bottle nipples and latching. And so I sat there and stressed the fuck out. And so me sitting there stressing dried up my milk quicker than should have obviously and so i had to go to formula picking out a formula
1: we went through a million and everything was putting him in gut-wrenching freaking agony pain His, yeah it's not what they want it's not like it's not made. I mean, they do as best as they can i think to clone it but it's not breast milk i mean there's other alternatives you know you can buy some other women's breast milk but like
0: yeah but good. like who knows what they ate that day and who knows how it's going to going to affect my baby you know yeah and i just yeah i thought about that and Josh's sister offered and gave us a bunch of her breast milk, but then again, <laughs> Josh is like, well, who knows if she had broccoli or something that's going to really upset his tummy that day. <laughs> yeah. So we finally, finally, after going through, I don't even know, five or six different formulas, Josh sat down one day and did a bunch of research, and we found this goat milk organic Kendamil, which props to Kendamil because it has been the only thing that worked.
1: Yeah, I remember being in the hospital right after surgery and they instantly want me to start breastfeeding he wasn't latching right away but the nurses were so rushing him to try to figure it out seriously they gave him formula when i guess i was during one of my ins and outs you know because they have you on so much medication that makes you like fall asleep and oh my i was fucked like fucked (laughs) up (laughs) they were like literally give me a painkiller or whatever it was in my IV, and then tell me okay here you know try to breastfeed your baby now. Like, this can't be. <laughs> yeah, is this, is this safe? What are you talking about? It can't be safe right now. I am beyond beside myself right now. How's my baby I'm going to handle this? Yeah, and so they would just give him formula at the hospital. And so he never learned to tough it out and latch on. And I breastfed for probably maybe two months, like very, very little, you know, with with formula. And like the breastfeeding was literally just trying to get him to latch I would pump and I would get you know they say the little gold the gold amount and I would just add that to the formula and I was this two months of oh my gosh agony and just it's constant pumping and just every every time he ate it was this a fight I like literally was so
0: determined to find out why my baby was I wasn't taking colic as an answer I took him to so many doctors and they everyone just said oh it's just colic it's just colic I'm not an answer to me like why there's a reason there's like a route to this colic so i dug and i dug and i researched and i read for days and days and days and one day i was on instagram and this ad popped up about like phone's a, with this picture of a baby with his lip raised up and i so i started reading and this baby had a thing called lip tie which in the hospital they check for tongue tie but lip tie is very, very commonly overlooked and never checked for. And so I had already noticed that Shiloh had the thicker his smile seemed very gummy to me and very I don't know, it was just different, but obviously not it wasn't like deformed or anything. I just noticed that there was more it was thick there and tissue that connects your lip to your like upper gums. You know, that little almost like dangly but not dangly.
1: Oh yeah. I'm like feeling it with my tongue right now. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that thing So I took Shiloh to the dentist to get it checked out. And the dentist said, oh, yeah, he definitely has a very prominent lip tie. It's very thick there. That is definitely, that could be your reason why he's having such a hard time latching onto his bottles or couldn't latch onto you. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I knew it. I freaking knew it. And so they (laughs) actually had to, they took him in that day, gave him a shot in his gums, poor baby, and they cauterized that tissue and detached it from his gums so that it like released it you know everyone's like leave him alone leave him alone like he's fine he's fine I'm like no you guys don't understand like I'm going to get to the root of this and I'm going to fix him
1: I'm gonna fix my baby he's in so much pain and so I did and I finally yeah and him. mama's no mama's know. like we feel the same pain as our children do and like really I feel like we're the only you know we're the only people that do so my mother's that's why I say mama fair, you know mothers are protective because you yeah. can feel what our babies are feeling
0: honestly like had it not been causing him to struggle with latching you don't need to get lip ties fixed necessarily unless they're struggling and like it's causing them what it was causing for shiloh
1: he didn't struggle with with latching onto a nipple or you know bottle he was like used to that instant feeding and you know with breastfeeding they kind of have to work a little bit to get to get it pumping you know in the beginning and because he never put the time in like hospital i feel like that it led to like a delay every time he tried which i think you know, frustrated him and, yeah and yeah, i'm not sure what i mean and and the colic i was uh, you know him eating so fast and not being able to like digest it as fast as he was eating it was another thing okay cause... i mean Shiloh
0: was gulping, swallowing so much air that it was causing his tummy to fill up with air. And he literally was in excruciating knee bending, back arching pain all the time. Yeah. And then on top of it, he got reflux. So that was really cool too. Everything that he did get down, he just threw up. So again, I got back on my research freaking rabbit holes that I go into. <laughs> so I always thought I was like meant to be a mom and babies loved me and whatnot after I had my own realized that I never knew how much weird shit newborns do like
1: <laughs> I diagnosed Shiloh with so many fucking worst case scenarios <laughs> diagnosis like seriously right? I mean that's exactly I think moms do where it's like worst case scenario oh my gosh like we have to and like he has cerebral palsy he has this he has this oh, oh my gosh. gosh
0: he babe we gotta take him to the doctor now and doctor's right. like, I, I, Caitlin, every,
1: every cold everybody knows uh-huh. I'm not kidding you guys when I say that literally
0: no new mom should ever be allowed to fucking google anything about their baby after having them because it's not good and is a dark 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 hole
1: and i know i'm so glad that i was like that because it's like you don't i mean you you don't want to ever you know because something's small like i remember this there was this article i read one time and it was a she baby's hand was getting swollen and it was as simple as her her hair she was she had blonde hair and her you know baby had light skin and her blonde hair You couldn't see it in the little the baby little fat roll on the wrist and it was wrapped around yeah and I was something so little that like oh my gosh
0: seriously I heard that story too and I was like oh my gosh so now
1: I'm constantly checking every limb and every (laughs) (laughs) well it's just like yeah I mean it's like little things you just don't even if you know you're moving at such a fast pace like going everything going through everything during your newborn stage but I mean I had I mean, no idea like, like did all this weird shit like those were not in my books no books like what, what I I don't even remember what covered anymore like one <laughs> one night Josh after Shiloh was born he
0: had to go to his job site and so he left me alone for two weeks as a new mom with a newborn and I called him crying my eyes out I'm like there's something wrong with our baby." <laughs> like, he's not okay and he's like Kaylin, what is wrong with you i was like i don't know i think i bested that, up and he's oh like Kaylin, i'm gonna send my sister over like oh, you're really concerning me
1: i was like you're yeah, concerning you i'm concerned why would you leave me oh my gosh it's so scary i know because you've nice. had four kids doesn't mean i have <laughs> in a dad's perspective it's so different a mom's perspective because you know like i said we feel everything our baby feels and so we're constantly on it watching them like they moved <laughs> so what does that mean yeah, yeah. And i think now i just i think now looking back i i i mean like so glad i paid attention to everything but i think that i missed enjoying the infancy almost i because completely agree i i mean i don't know if you can enjoy it as much is that i know is that a thing like do people Do people enjoy that stage? Because I wanted it to be over so bad. They say like, oh, you know, this time goes by so fast. Like, enjoy it while it lasts. It's like, enjoy what? And they're like little um, self-destructive ticking time bombs. It's like, don't bump into anything. You know, you're going to (laughs) explode. Exactly. (laughs) And Broly, when he first started pulling himself up, on like his feet and like then crawling how many times he bumped into like the leg of a chair or you know the corner of the couch or not even like hard spots but just stuff like oh my gosh like do you not see that (laughs) i don't know how many times i was gonna put a helmet on that kid (laughs) right (laughs) josh was just saying how you know
0: one day you're gonna be really sad that you're not having to do this anymore or that you're not doing this anymore and he's gonna grow up so so fast blah 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 and i'm like okay Okay. And then pretty soon, like, I think Shiloh turned six months and sh- and Josh was like, you know, I feel like he was a baby for a very, very long time. <laughs> and now I feel like he's just gonna zoom by. And maybe it was all the crying. We're <laughs> like, serious. I thought it was never gonna end. And so now he's like getting into the fun stage where he's happy and he smiles and he laughs and he has a personality and things he's very sensitive and some things will just really upset him and hurt his feelings and it's so sweet to see <laughs>
1: he has feelings. It's sweet to see <laughs> what does and doesn't hurt his feelings he gets like, like he understands yeah yeah exactly like you know and they're just little tiny i mean they're brand new humans like they're learning everything in the world and like you know they're still learning what what feels different on the Tip of their fingers. And oh
0: my like, gosh, that is the funniest thing to watch. Shiloh, like,
1: literally has he will make the most disgusted look on his face when he doesn't like the feel of something. It's so cute. <laughs> they can't control their reflexes or their, you know, their coos or oos or ahs. Yeah. They're still so developing them. That whole
0: reflex shit had me literally so stressed out. I diagnosed him with infantile spasms.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, that between pregnancy and like, infancy i was i don't know like i mean i feel like it fired pretty fast now that i look back on it but it was very scary i don't know I mean, newborn stage is like, not for me sorry yeah <laughs> it's not yeah i felt i already had a pretty large child he was nine <laughs> and a half pounds like out the door <laughs> oh my god so i didn't really get experience a tiny cute little you know he you fit into all the cute little clothes he was like straight for <laughs> three months <in. laughs> then huge ever since like he was a huge huge baby and you know it didn't really fit into the, the carry-on the front packs at all <laughs> and so yeah, i don't i didn't really get experience it that the cute little baby stage as 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 much as i wanted to but i mean you know that's okay that's
0: okay because yeah, <laughs>
1: oh yeah with the, all of this being shared and that being said <laughs> now that you've done yeah. it before do you want to or are you planning on doing it again you No, know, right, right after broly i was like nope i'm one and done i now it's been four years and I'm kind of like, I mean, he wants, like, he wants a little brother. <laughs> He's like, do I get a little brother? I'm like, well, you know, you ready to share every single thing, including mommy. He's like, no, I just want a little brother. I don't want to share anything. Aww. <laughs> and I know it's so cute. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll get you one one day.
0: So, um, we have not, I haven't mentioned or brought up, but, um, the fact that you did it all alone and you were a single mom, which is. Yeah. I want to again, bow down and praise you for that.
1: I think that like, when I first went out, I was pregnant, you know, I was in a, I was in a fun relationship. I would say I was, it was serious. You know, we weren't like running to go get married or anything like that. We were just enjoying each other's time together. I feel like, and when we found out I was pregnant, it was like, you know, we're best friends, even if we don't like last forever, this is going to be easy because we're, you know, we're best friends. It's gonna be fine. It's like it's like a puppy. Like whatever. But no, yeah. And we had different different ideas on you know where we wanted to raise our child together. You know, we're we gonna live in your state. Or we're gonna live in my state. Like once I had my son, it was like you know like I said before, tunnel vision. I didn't care about anything else or anything else. Or it was like this is what's gonna happen. We're doing it my way or no way. And it was hard, but like you know, I decided like you know we're gonna stay in California. And if you don't want to, that's your choice, that's fine, but that's where I'm going to raise my son. Like you've always been so strong and in stubborn. You.
0: <laughs> and stubborn. <laughs> stubborn, yes, actually. Okay, I will give you that as well, definitely. But also yes. at the same time, I wish that I had some of that stubbornness in me because I feel like such a pushover. Versus you, you're like, no, this is what's happening, and if you don't well, like it, did, then
1: fucking walk. I, yeah, I did give it a try. Yeah, you know, we did. I did go to Texas for I think like, five months. I knew it my gut in the back of my head. But it was it wasn't where. I saw my life with my son happening. It was, it wasn't for me. And then, you know, at five months, we moved back to California and he stayed in Texas and we've been co-parenting the best we can ever since.
0: It takes a lot of strength to be able to make that decision and not be so codependent or like scared to go out on your own. Like shit. I think he does the best to his abilities. It's, it's come a long way since the beginning for sure. Oh yeah. We definitely
1: have to have to find our groove, and that took a while.
0: Oh that song my friends means it is time time for our very first vent of the week. I was so excited this morning because as I opened the show's email, I already had a handful of stories to read from you guys. So awesome. So, without further ado, this story was submitted by Leslie from San Luis Obispo, California. Thank you so much for sharing, Leslie, and here is the very first story on Ventilation Uncensored. Leslie writes, Hey Caitlin, I've been with my boyfriend for quite a while now, and everything has been what seemed like perfect. I even thought his mama's boy quality was really cute. Until it wasn't. I don't know if the honeymoon phase or whatever is over, but I can't even really say that because if it wasn't for his overbearing, intrusive mom and her narcissistic qualities showing up, I think we would still be in that phase. Help. It's like her true colors have shown up and I don't remember signing up to date him and his mom. Leslie, girl, I heard that and I totally understand where you're coming from. I had a very similar experience with the mama's boy once upon a time and not that this will happen to you guys, but um, our story did not end so well. His mom was the epitome of narcissism, control, manipulation, and fakeness, all wrapped up into one big bundle of joy, I'm sure you can imagine. I have never encountered someone so toxic in my life, and the hold she had over her son was truly, seriously unbelievable. Um, Out of respect for my ex and his privacy, let's call him Tony for the story. Tony and I had known each other since, well, forever it seemed like, had always kept our relationship strictly platonic, even during high school with all those hormones racing around. Fast forward a few years after graduation, and I was at one of my local bars that I would go to on the weekends with my friends, and all of a sudden, I heard someone calling out my full name from behind. And to my surprise, it was Tony. I had not seen him in, since forever. He was looking all grown up and adorable. Time had definitely treated him well. <laughs> And we had both obviously done some growing up. We spent the whole entire night together, laughing, reminiscing about high school, having a great old time. We were practically glued to each other's side. And then that night, your girl went home with him. (laughs) Don't judge me. Because let me tell you, it was the start to something amazing. From that night on, we were inseparable for the next four years. It felt like no time had passed and we were still the best of friends that we were in high school. We laughed all the time, we joked all the time, and we just clicked. He was a little hood and I was a little crazy, but together we were a perfect match. Tony had always been a mama's boy and he had no shame in his game about it. Like, I knew it from the get-go. But this woman, you guys. At the time, to me, it seemed like she just maybe had a really bad case of FOMO. And then it was like, maybe she's going through a midlife crisis or something. But then it hit me. I'm pretty sure she realized that her son was falling in love and it was a serious relationship. I think she was terrified of losing him. I don't know. But let me tell you, she was absolutely fucking insane, you guys. I've never seen a mother so involved in her child's life. Seriously, never. She was always just popping up at our house randomly, and she like became a part of our friend group, showing up at all of our social gatherings, always wanting to be right in the middle of everything. And at first, it was okay, and I didn't like, no one seemed to mind because she was a fun mom, you know? She would like take us out to dinners, to bars, and even to concerts. She always just had these grand, extravagant plans for us. But here's the fucking thing, you guys even when I had set plans with Tony and I made these plans, she would go out of her way to one up me, it felt like. It was beyond fucking annoying. It got to a point where. Not only myself, but people in our friend group would ask, I mean, can we do anything without your mom being here? (laughs) Again, don't get me wrong, she was really fun in the beginning, but things started to change after two and a half years into our relationship. I think it all started when we decided to trade our car in for a new one, making our own adult-ass decision in our own adult-ass relationship. But she did not like that one bit, and she had a shit ton to say about it. Apparently, I guess Tony had texted her about it sometime during the day, And she completely lost her fucking mind. She like blew his phone up with angry messages and calls, calling him stupid and like telling him not to do it. And then the moment we got to her house, you guys, her whole entire demeanor changed per fucking usual. All of a sudden, she was all smiles and sweetness greeting me with her fakest, most annoying tone. Oh, my gosh. Hi, beautiful, she'd say. Yeah, she always called me beautiful. It was like she was scraping her nails on a chalkboard whenever she said it, though. I could not stand that woman's voice, let alone the constant beautifuls thrown at me. Gosh, I have no idea what really happened, you guys. It was like the gravity of our relationship suddenly hit her and she was clearly not happy about it. It seemed like she would have done anything to dick her claws even deeper into Tony's life, if that was even fucking possible. And then it seemed like she started fighting with her boyfriend a lot, a lot more. And every time they did, she would call us with a new sob story and just wanted to go out and forget about everything but holy shit balls did she know how to forget (laughs) we would all end up at the bar all completely wasted raging like there was no fucking tomorrow and then the next week you guys she's so crazy she'd be on some sober kick preaching to us about how we needed to start focusing on work and stop drinking so much which i fucking found hilarious every time Because she was always the instigator to our nights out at any bar. I swear, this woman's mood swings gave me fucking whiplash. No joke. It was like dealing with a completely different person each time. And Tony's situation was fucked. He had always been under his mom's magnifying glass. And he actually even worked for her. I mean, when I say worked, he was nothing more than her personal assistant. Her personal bitch, if you will. Doing anything and everything that benefited her agenda. You guys, it was fucking bizarre the way she manipulated him and convinced him that working for her would be the key to success, I swear. I mean, like, let's be real, it was nothing more than glorified chores. He was trapped in this vicious cycle of being controlled by his mommy. And it really only gave her more power over him. Talk about a twisted dynamic, you guys. So like I mentioned before, Tony and I were practically joined at the hip and barely spent any time apart for a good four years. Well, the night your girl went home with him, I pretty much ended up moving into his house like right then and there. And then I came to find out that the house was actually a gift from his grandpa, his mom's dad. Side note, Tony had a college degree and his grandpa really wanted him to put that degree to good use, you know, build a career out of it. I mean, why let all this education go to waste by slowly dying, working for your mom, right? So his grandpa bought him that house with the condition that he would find a proper job within two years. And by the time I moved in, he had already been living there for a year. So that left us with a deadline of one more year to figure shit out. And unfortunately, that year came and went without much progress. None, to be exact. (laughs) Tony really seemed to lack the drive and the motivation to pursue a career, and grandpa wasn't too happy about that. Over it, I think actually. But this guy, you guys, had a heart of gold, literally. (laughs) He came to Tony with an amazing opportunity, and I have no fucking clue why, because it's not like he even tried to meet the agreement they made. Wouldn't seem very promising to me, that's for sure. I know it doesn't seem like it by giving Tony the opportunity, but Tony's grandpa was a very smart man, and you guys, I like. He had to have been well aware of his daughter's narcissistic and controlling traits, right? He had a thriving business. He was actually set for life, didn't need to work anymore. He was only getting older. Um, So he offered Tony the opportunity to take over the family business. And he offered him this opportunity on a silver platter, a silver spoon, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Clearly, Tony needed a push, uh, more like a fucking shove, to step out of his comfort zone. And with Grandpa's support, Tony finally had the chance to take charge of his future and prove that he was capable of standing on his own two feet and to break away from his Venus trap of a mother. And so then Grandpa transferred ownership over to Tony. But there was a catch. Tony had a year to prove that he had what it took to run that business. Well, that year also came and went. And what Tony chose to do instead of becoming a millionaire was continue being his mother's Lapdog. he didn't even look at an email regarding the business it was fucking infuriating you guys to say the least and his mom oh his mom with her mind games convincing him that he would be better off working for her talk about a major fucking facepalm moment Ugh. and guess what happened after that year Grandpa showed back up at our house one day and asked Tony to get in the car. He drove him to the courthouse where he took back the company. But you guys, it did not end there. Grandpa, with a shitstorm of bad news, dropped another bomb on Tony. We had to start packing up our shit and move out of the house. Tony couldn't meet either set of terms or agreement or whatever that he had made with Grandpa. And so, Grandpa said, you're out, motherfucker. I gave you two years to find a proper job and I gave you a year and you didn't even as much as lift a finger towards the family company. It was awful. Not only were we then homeless and helpless, you guys, but Tony's mom, who already scrutinized his every move, now had complete control over his life, my life, our life. And in that fucking and in that moment, you guys, everything, everything changed. Resentment, disappointment, and anger felt like it was eating me alive inside. And that marked the beginning to the end of Tony and I. Just like his mother always wanted. What a dream come true for her. Unfortunately, my story didn't have a happy ending, but I just wanted to share my experience because I've been there and it's really tough. And to offer the little bit of advice I did learn from my own experience. Number one, boundaries, girl, boundaries. Setting boundaries is crucial in any relationship in life. I've never been good at setting them myself, and at 31 years old today, I am finally learning how to. So yeah, boundaries. Next piece of advice uh, is to always stand up for yourself, you know, and prioritize your own well-being, which is something I wish I would have done in my relationship with Tony. Who knows where we would have been if I had. That being said, it's not too late for you to reflect on what has already happened between you guys and make the changes you need to and moving forward, you know? But do remember, you deserve to be in a healthy and balanced relationship where your needs are heard and they're respected. Stay strong, girl, and good luck in your journey with your mama's boy. Thanks so much for sharing, Leslie. Well, that concludes our premiere episode of Ventilation Uncensored. I want to remind you all to keep tuning in. Like I said, episodes will get better. And when you feel the need to express yourself or crave validation, I'll be here ready to lend a listening ear and a supportive heart. Remember to send your submission to ventilationuncensored at gmail.com with your name and the state you're writing from. If you prefer to remain anonymous, please say so in the beginning of your
1: email. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. Talk soon.